Welcome back to Let's Talk. This is our third installment of Portion Dealing with Daddy, Where Are You? This is taken from a message given on Father's Day, and we were in the middle of a testimony of a terrible life's journey. So, Pastor, so, Pastor Lefler, could you continue with that testimony, please? Yes. In our last episode, we stopped on this lady explaining to us that in her youth, even in her adult life, she always lacked the love of her parents. She explained it had always seemed like she was a burden to them. It continues to say that I spent my youth looking for love. I thought I found it. And at the age of 15, I gave birth to my first child. I was put out of the house by my mother and grandmother and was told that they were not going to sit in the back of the church for my nastiness. I had to drop out of school. I paid special attention to what she said next. She said, the day I went into labor, I was forced to wash, cook, and clean, and was then dropped off at the hospital. I had my first child alone, but after she was born, I felt like I had purpose in my life. Her father was eventually murdered, so she, like me, would grow up without a father in her life. So much there to talk about. Pastor Collins? Correct. Let me just jump back to the portion we ended on last when you spoke about she, this young lady being thrown out of the house because of a nastiness by her mother and her grandmother. And sometimes our actions are somewhat hypocritical. I ask myself, what about the mother and the grandmother? Were they guilty of nastiness too? And how were they treated? Is nastiness okay if you're above a certain age and below a certain age? Is it not okay? Is it an issue because you feel now embarrassed by the world knowing that she's now pregnant and how she got pregnant and how she's pregnant out of wedlock and those type of things? Sometimes we behave hypocritically and not consider the person that we are, our actions are directly affecting. This portion that talks about she being forced to wash, cook, and clean on the day of going into labor, it sounds somewhat like a Cinderella story where you have that stepdaughter just nobody loves, nobody cares about. She just has to do everything. And it is quite a shame that now it continues in her life. Now she had to have this child alone. I've never been pregnant, won't ever get pregnant, but I could just imagine the, the thoughts going through her head, the fact that she would be scared, what could go wrong here. I'm now pregnant, about to have the baby, all sorts of pain and discomfort, and I don't even have anybody around me to at least hold my hand. I find it somewhat amazing that she didn't take her own life. I don't know if she considered it or what, yeah. but I find it somewhat amazing. Me too. Because it's, it's as if she had nobody at all that cared for her. But in the last portion you mentioned there, I saw a little ray of light where she said, but after she was born, so after the daughter was born, I felt like I had purpose in my life. So she had some reason to live, some reason to look forward to, something to look forward to, someone to, to care for and probably receive some love for. Turned out that this child's father was murdered. 
And here the cycle now continues. She grew up without a father. Her daughter now is growing up without a father. It's just tough. Absolutely tough. As I thought of it, I can't help but to see and ask myself, did the church play the right role? Because, of course, we are hearing here that so long as the daughter's pregnant, the parents got to go in the back of the church. And I often ask, if a member of the church daughter gets pregnant and she's thrown out of the house and she comes to our home, my wife and I, if she comes in the night after being thrown out, what is expected of us? Should we tell her, sorry, you cannot stay around here? and show her the road? Or should we open the door and take her in so that nothing worse would happen to her? I am sure that the members of the church would expect the pastor and his wife to take her in. And I often say, even if it were my daughter who had gotten pregnant and we did the same thing and she had gone to a member's house, I am sure because she is pastor's daughter, the member would take my daughter in. And I think that sometimes we need to stop and think of how we can help our children instead of just throwing them out there for the devil to destroy them. But notice now, she went looking for love and found this young man. And of course, this young man got her pregnant. And when the time was due for her to have the baby, notice what happened. He picked her up and he dropped her off by the husband. Again, nobody. She had no body. Now, we need to stop and think of this. This is not a story that is made up by some. This actually happened in life. And I ask myself sometimes, isn't it true that people are still experiencing things like this? Sometimes people experience things, the people sit right beside us in church, and we don't even know what they're going through. I remember one year, one Christmas, a man who drove the church bus, one Christmas, his mother went to carry his Christmas breakfast, and she called and called and didn't hear him. And she looked in through a window, and there he was hanging from the ceiling. And I often ask, nobody saw that something was wrong that could encourage him and help him along the way? I think that we need to stop and pay a little more interest to the people that are involved in our lives, the people that we know. Here is this young lady, had nobody. But like you say, Pastor Collins, when God blessed her with this daughter, she no doubt thought that she had reason to live. Yes, it is true. She no doubt would have asked the question, Daddy, where were you when I needed you? We can see that she needed her father. She needed her father's love. And because she did not get the love of her father and the love of her mother, she went out to look for love. 
I'm always reminded that some years ago when one of my daughters was in high school, she went to school one day and she came back home and she told me something that transpired in school. And she said, Daddy, this fresh fella came to me. She called him fresh. I don't know if you got fresh and sod, but she called him fresh. She said, this fresh fella came to me and he said to me, I love you. And she said, good. But my daddy told me the very same thing this morning, that he loves me, so I'm not looking. I encourage fathers today to be there for the children. Daddy, our children need us, and we should be there for them. She said, still on her search for love, I moved into my boyfriend's house. Before we could even get there, we must realize that the first boyfriend, what happened to him though? He was murdered. He's murdered. So you know it's not that, that boyfriend. She said, I moved into my boyfriend's house. I was living just down the road from the house where I grew up. What is she doing? If she had it so tough, just she alone, now she has a child. What is she doing? She's still looking for love. She's still looking for help because she got to make it through this life. I tell you one thing about this testimony. It started sad, but I want to be honest with you. It has a great ending. And because our time is up for this segment, we would pick up next time around and share with you a little more on the life of this lady. I look at her and I think that she's a great lady. Like you said, Pastor Collins, when people go through these things, they think of committing suicide. But she kept on going. And I trust one of these days, you will meet her in person. 